Hey, this is Ben Thornwell from Jukebox the Ghost, and you're listening to Sound Sessions. Ben at House of Blues Chicago. Ben just came out with Out to the Races. I can't stop spinning that record. It's so good. I need to know how do you warm up those vocals to hit those falsetto notes? Yeah. I don't, I've like every, every tour is different, but uh, a big one is uh, like I steam my vocals. We used to have like a clothes steamer that turned into a vocal steamer, but now I've got like this. It makes me look like. Um, I don't know, some like superhero villain with the mask over my face and like Bane. Yeah, there we go, Bane. That's that's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, the notes are generally there. So yeah, unless I'm like super sick, I can pretty much always hit the notes. See, that's that's awesome. When did you find out that you could hit these kind of notes? Because a lot of people try at karaoke, but they oh, are God. just way off. Uh, well, first of all, avoid karaoke at all costs. I think it's <laughs> oh, an evil, evil thing. No, I um. <laughs> I, I, you know, I started singing when I was a, you know, teenager, and then, uh, I, honestly, my voice has been sort of like steadily improving with range and stuff like that over the last like ten years of touring and recording a lot. So, I don't know when I could hit the notes. I couldn't hit them ten years ago, but I can hit some of them now. So, <laughs> right on, right on. So, what I noticed the most about the album is the fact that it sounds very Queen-esque. I'm getting a lot of '70s vibes, which seems to be, you know, the the really. having a resurgence right now but man you guys hit it so well what kind of bands you know did your mom and dad put on the on the record player when you were young that kind of solidified your space in music it's so funny like for me like the way the way i like grew up listening to music was my dad was like classic rock but that was more like you know led zeppelin style that's that's what was in the house but uh i was a classical pianist so that's what i was immersed uh in I, i wasn't like listening to a lot of records i wasn't listening to a lot of radio i was playing classical music mm-hmm. uh, but bef- while we were making this record we definitely took a lot of nods from Queen and we've been doing this show for the last couple of years called Hallow Queen oh. we even did it here in Chicago uh, last year at Lincoln Hall but uh, we do a set as us and then we do a set as Queen and it's uh, so much fun and we sort of incorporated some of that uh, in into our, our new record that's rad. So it's called Hello Queen? Hello Queen, yeah. That's the name of the band, I'm guessing. No, that's just the name of the event. So it oh. says, it'll say, Jukebox the Ghost presents Hello Queen. And so... How did I not know this? And and you come out dressed as Queen? So yeah, we do a, a first set, normal, as us, and then go backstage and, uh, you know, this is radio, but I, I shave my beard, get the mustache, slick back the hair. Uh, we all put on costumes and yeah, we come out as Queen. As you, you cannot see this right now, but he has a, Ben has a great beard going on right now. It's, uh, is that is that kind of your look that you're going? Because I've seen in lot of music videos and i'm sure your listeners have too that you've been kind of changing the look every once in a while i mean you know i i i I don't know underneath the beard i've I've looked the same for (laughs) as long as i've been alive but uh it's funny for the for the halloween gig uh it's a gag that only works once because once you've shaved the beard you then i have a mustache for the next month (laughs) i love that do you have a favorite queen album um, I, I don't have a favorite Queen album, but uh, you know, uh, our record "Off to the Races" is a is a nod to "A Day at the Races," which is a wonderful Queen record. Oh my gosh, yeah! Is that uh, "Bicycle" and all those other yeah, great hits yeah, on that? Yeah, so we play "Bicycle." I mean, we do "Bohemian Rhapsody." We're doing "Bites the Dust." Or, you know, all of them. I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> Are you going to go to the the movie that's going to come out with? Uh, is it Rumi Malik? It is. It's finally Rumi Malik. You know, it was Sasha Baron Cohen, but but he's he uh, he dipped out. So yeah, of course I'm going to see it. I can't wait. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. So let's talk a little bit about the band. Uh, you guys 
kind of got your start in 2003, I believe. Well, we, yeah, we, we quite literally started then. So the drummer and I lived next to each other in the dorms our freshman year. And then we met uh, Tommy, the guitarist, our sophomore year. And uh, senior year, we made our first record and started touring after we graduated. And, you know, we blinked and here it is, what, 11 years later and we're still going. Man, I, I can't believe that. Did you think when you guys were starting this band and just having fun that it would turn into this touring the world and, and playing with Ben Folds and yeah. all these other great things? I think you always hope that big things are going to happen, and it never quite goes the way you think it's going to. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we've had a career and, uh, and still do, and things are going really well for us right now. And we're getting radio play on the new single, and we're feeling great. So, I, no, we had no idea that it would look like this, but... Uh, we all hoped something would happen. That, that's awesome. Do you remember the first time when you had a fan come up to you and just say, "Hey, man, I just spinned your record and it was awesome." Uh, one of the I, no, I don't have that moment, but there was a show that we did in D.C. Uh, and it was towards the end of our senior year, and all of a sudden, there either, I don't know, maybe two or three hundred people there, mm -hmm. and they weren't our friends. So they weren't people that we had like begged to go to the show. And we're like, wait a minute, there's something happening here that's beyond our little sphere of influence and that sort of gave us this hope like wait if we can do that here maybe we can do that everywhere else mm -hmm. that that's huge so do you remember those first venues that you were playing back in is it george washington yeah, university george washington university i mean we weren't even playing venues we were playing you know dorm rooms and college events and i think that that show in particular was at a a, a bookstore uh that that like did coffee house type shows but all it was packed for us and we were thrilled and then there's a great club uh there in dc called the black cat mm -hmm. and uh we had our first like proper headline show at the black cat and uh, I believe we sold it out. The black cat? Yeah, the black cat. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. Uh, uh, do they have the, your picture framed on the wall or something now? No, because there's they been should. so many, so many people that have played there. Uh, we're not top of the list, but um, I mean, it's it's a lot for us because uh, you know we played almost every venue in that city, and uh, we're actually on our way to a great club called the 930 Club, mm -hmm. uh, which is about the size of this House of Blues in D.C. In D.C. Okay, because I remember when I was I was uh, just a little background on myself. I used to play music as well, going through college and high school, and I remember the first goal I wanted to reach was playing the Borders books in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Yeah, okay. And we, when we reached that goal, I was like, all right, I think that I can, I can die That's a happy it. man. <laughs> Do you, what was your first goal that you wanted to reach? Was it that club? Um, yeah, that was a big club. I think playing in that club, I mean, one of the early goals for us was uh, playing in New York, like our first New York show was special. Um, and, and actually talking about here, we've, we've played at many House of Blueses across the country, and this is our first time headlining uh, at a big House of Blues, which is where we are now. So I'm actually really thrilled about this. Right on. So going back to the speaking about your fans and the people who are touched by your music, What's the most common thing you hear from your from your fans who come up to you and, and, and talk to you about Jukebox the Ghost? I mean, most most of them talk about how much fun they've had, which is the greatest feeling in the world because, you know, we're traveling the country and what we want to do is bring people joy and make people happy and our shows are fun. You know, people come and they sort of forget themselves and jump and laugh and, you know, just, just sing at the top of their lungs and, and uh, that comes back to us in a really nice way. 
don't we need a little bit more fun in our lives nowadays? I sure think so. It's so serious out there, <laughs> and for good reason. But uh, if you're looking for a little break from all the, the heaviness out in the world, I think this is a good one. Oh, absolutely. So what kind of things do you like to do, or what are you currently obsessed with that isn't having to do with music or playing music or thinking about music? Um, What are we doing? You know, I read a bunch. I'm I'm soccer-obsessed, so there's, I have a soccer team called Tottenham Hotspur, who I support. Uh, they're based out of England, so I watch a lot of soccer. Um, man, I don't know. A tour is a strange thing. You sort of you take what you can. I'm, I'm trying to spend my time writing and working on new music and, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, just trying to keep the brain engaged when you're mm-hmm. just traveling all the time. So you're really into soccer. Did you play when you were young? I didn't play. No, not really. I, uh, I Something I got into uh, right after I graduated college. I studied in England for a bit. Um, and then it's just, I love it so much. So I, <laughs> I play in a league back in New York and I play whenever I can. And uh, since it's hard to be in a touring band and play, I'm just mostly watching the games. <laughs> Do you need to go out and scout out the, the right kind of soccer bar with uh, less, maybe 50%, 50% hooligans, 50% commoners, I mean, 50% fans? I would, I would go all hooligan if I could. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's that's the real deal. But, you know, American fans are, are pretty tame, yeah. all said. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about... I actually had a question about uh, these guys over here. Tommy, he's been really into doodles lately. I see your comics and everything that are going on. Uh, what Do you have any favorite comics or anything like that that you've been looking at lately? Because it was just free comic book day the other day. Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, I do love this 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 one guy in particular, Branson Reese. Okay. And his comics are really out there, but he's he's fantastic. Right on, right on. I'm so glad I bumped into you guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. Walking through. Yeah. We, oh, you guys. This, are, the, this is the great interview hour, so they're going from one to another, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Really, who'd you guys just get done with? Uh, Associated Press. Oh, nice. Those guys are we good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was Jake Tapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you came all the way down to Chicago. Just oh, that's he's a huge fan of the band too. So that's great. Yeah, very hard hitting interview. Yeah. <laughs> all right, right on. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Let's go a little deep, if, if that's okay with I you. Like deep. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to know you've you've done a lot with your life. You've you've done everything from uh, starting music. You went to school. You graduated. What do you want your legacy to be? Man, I uh, what do I want my legacy to be? I don't. I, I want to have music that is out in the world and is bringing joy to people or comfort to people or I don't know I think when you, when you write a song uh, and when you put something out there you have no idea what it will become you don't know what it's going to mean to any given person and so I think fundamentally I hope that the uh, the music and, and the whatever it is that I put out into the world uh, just has a positive effect on people Right on. I really like that. So when you start your morning, um, there's a few things that I do. Uh, I get ready. I maybe make a cup of coffee. I'll just meditate for a minute or two. What's your morning routine? Uh, well, on tour, it's a, it's a whole bunch of mess. But when I'm home, I try. I wake up. I, I make some coffee. I might do some yoga. Um, I do a thing called morning pages, which is a great way to sort of get the brain going and write a couple pages of just freehand, just uh, train of thought, whatever comes out, comes out, sort of cleanses the mental palate. Um, and then on a given day, I, st- I start playing piano, sort of as soon as I can. Right on. Do you dream a lot? I do. And when the more I'm writing, the more I dream, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Uh, do you see any common threads? Because dreams are so strange, and I've been, I've been kind of like diving into why we dream right. the way we do. No, I mean, my, they're, they're pretty dark. It's a lot of apocalyptic, uh, being chased, uh, murder, uh, a lot of tornadoes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not even like they're not scary dreams. They're just intense. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you live a very chaotic and, and organized lifestyle, so maybe just that is a little bit of a break. Who knows? Or it's just the way my brain works, <laughs> and all of our brains are a complete mystery. So, Who knows? That's actually a really great way, and uh, uh, ominous but, but optimistic. Our brains are a mystery. Uh, so there's a lot of people out in the world, uh, as you know. That was a stupid start to that question. Good to clear that, that, that is true, though, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people who are in their mom or dad's basement right now or in the garage who are trying to start their own musical adventure. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to those kids who are sitting in their, in their parents' basements and uh, to get to where you are today? Yeah, I would say surround yourself with people who you think are better than you are like surround yourself with people who really make you want to work who who are who really impress you and then play as many shows as possible i think a lot of people um are sort of cooped up in their own world now and wait for something to come to them but go out put some shows on uh sing in front of people play your music in front of people um I think one performance is worth uh, 10 rehearsals. I think that that's the best way to get things done. And mostly just create and create what you like. And if you like it and you really believe it, uh, someone else will too. This is Ben Thornwell uh, from the band Jukebox the Ghost. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to speak with us today here on Sound Sessions. You're very welcome. Thanks for uh, talking to me. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at SoundSeshPod, and check us out on Instagram 